great independent podcast powered by Pacific Crest Insurance, where independent insurance agents and industry leaders talk about the highs and lows of starting and running a successful agency. Learn the common trends and struggles of independent insurance agents. Go to PacificCrestInsurance.com for more on how to be a successful independent insurance agent. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with another episode. Today's topic is marketing and growing your agency. So this is a hot topic. I think a lot of people um, really want to probably know more about this. I feel like it's one of those things that, you know, we get all get mixed up in our day to day. It's crazy important to our business, but a lot of times gets thrown on the back burner and um, mostly because people just really don't know where to start. So helping me with this today is our marketing director, Kobe Conrad, as well as Marcus Flesher. And let's just dive right into it. So I wanna go over the tools, uh, recommended tips, tricks, anything we have. Kobe, I'll kind of push it over to you to kind of get things started, but what do you think? Where should we start here? We've got uh, social media, there's different channels. What do you think is a good one to start on? Yeah, so social media is definitely something that gets brought up a lot. Um, Agents have questions about which channels do I want to focus on, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, So I'll I'll go over the things that I don't think work anymore. Um, Obviously, you should have a presence on, like, Facebook and Instagram just to show you're a real person, but you're never going to be able to build up a big following and get a lot of traffic that way. Um, organic reach is kind of dead on Facebook. It's sort of a pay to play game these days. Uh, the only social channel that I've seen be good for organic lead generation is actually LinkedIn. Um, so internally it's something that we do where we have the strategy where we reach out to about 40 people every day and we just send them a message. Um, and it's kind of a numbers game, right? You send 40 messages, you get a couple people reply back, a couple people that say they're interested, and you can just probably generate about 20 to 30 leads completely free, no ad budget that way. Um, so as far as social channels go, I would definitely focus on LinkedIn and kind of stay away from Facebook and Instagram. I think that part of that, though, uh, if I might just add a, a piece to it, is it's kind of relevant to your age group, too, you know, what you're... Um, what market you're really trying to target. If your demographic is millennials, well, then you probably want to communicate with them on a platform that they recognize. You know, quite frankly, I've never really had much luck talking to millennials on LinkedIn. Um, I, I do a little bit better talking to folks that are in my age category between 40 and 50 years old, business professionals um, trying to connect, you know, on LinkedIn. But Just like I'm uh, pointing out that some of these millennials in their early 20s, well, quite frankly, they're using Instagram to communicate and they're using Snapchat and they're using all these other things. You know, if you can find a way to tap into those resources and it works for you, great, go for it. But don't don't try to push a rope. Yeah, that makes total sense. Would you say then LinkedIn, uh, Kobe, would you say probably for an agency, would they look at that as more of like building up their commercial side because it's primarily professionals or or does it work for both? Um, honestly, I think it works for both. I mean, if as from the point of view of an agent, 
personally, most of my efforts would kind of be focused more on that B2B side, whether that's trying to close commercial accounts or trying to like network with people like a loan officer or a real estate agent that can send me referrals. Um, I think it's definitely an amazing tool for that, but I mean, everyone needs insurance. So every single connection you have, that's someone that has a homeowners and an auto quote most likely. Um, so I mean, I would do it for both wherever you can find business, right? Awesome. Yeah, totally. Great. So aside from um, LinkedIn, I mean, is that really where you're seeing is primarily the biggest case? I mean, like you said, Marcus, it, it depends on the demographic and where they're hanging out. Probably should test the waters and all. But um, but I, I'd agree that I think LinkedIn probably has the best response rate. But are you seeing anything else out there, Kobe? Um. I mean, honestly, it's a numbers game. It's wherever you can send messages, right? So like Marcus was saying, you can probably communicate with people on Instagram pretty well too. If you have an Instagram page and you're able to get people to like your content, those people that like your content, send them a message. Be like, hey, thanks so much for liking my post. Um, If you ever need a quote for your homeowners or autos, I would love to be able to help you out. it's honestly just a matter of where you can find organic traction. And in my experience, it, the the way that goes is LinkedIn's the best, Instagram follows behind that, and you're not going to find much on Facebook. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, go ahead, Mark. Again, I would just point out that it's kind of relevant to the product, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. Kobe's right. If you're on LinkedIn, I would not recommend trying to push a rope. I mean, it's a national, it's a national platform just like Instagram or Facebook is, but Instagram and Facebook have a tendency to um, attract more of your local type of of followers. You know, it's your friends, it's your families, it's your close um, acquaintances and stuff like that that typically follow you. And so it's a really good way for you to, announce what it is that you do, make your presence known. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to communicate through a chat messaging service of any kind to try and um, hard sell your friends and your family, but it's certainly a really good um, product to use to announce what it is that you are doing within your agency and what you're doing in the community so that you keep at the top of mind awareness when those opportunities do pop up for your friends and your family and your acquaintances. All right, absolutely. And I would say, at least from my experience as well, I mean, it's important, you know, once you pick one of these, there's only so much time in the day. So I'd say testing the waters, I mean, correct me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, Kobe, but testing the waters and kind of, you know, producing content on one and really testing it out and feeling, trying to figure out, you know, what kind of responses you get, who responds to what type of content, that kind of thing. Would you... Uh, have any recommendations on the type of content in general they should be putting out? Let's say just with like um, LinkedIn, for example. Yeah. So from a LinkedIn perspective, um, it obviously depends on which channel you focus on. But uh, I've seen some really cool LinkedIn campaigns where people basically, they pick a topic and then they just record like a quick 60 second selfie video of them talking about that topic each day. And uh, it's worked really, really well. Um, it just drives a ton of just name recognition and face recognition. Uh, so honestly on LinkedIn, I would do some sort of video heavy content on Instagram. I would do some sort of picture heavy content. If I was doing Facebook, I would do some sort of blog article or writing heavy content. Um, 
And those are kind of what I see work best on each channel. Anything to add to that, Marcus? No, I agree. I think Kobe's hitting the right mark again. I think we can't keep coming back full circle to the same thing, which is it's all relevant on on your your target market, you know, who your demographic is, and then what platform you're really trying to communicate on. It's not rocket science. Um, I think that oftentimes people can get a little bit overwhelmed with just the thought of trying to do something that they're not, you know, used to doing. Uh, it's all very foreign and new to them. But my advice to anybody who's listening right now, and if you're, you know, hoping to learn something from this this podcast about marketing, is you just got to get out there and start. You just got to do something. Uh, you can't just sit around and, and expect the phone to ring. And so you've got to take it upon yourself to get involved in these different platforms and start playing with that, um, you know, model and see what works and what doesn't. Okay. So outside of social media, I mean, marketing is a broad topic. So outside of social media, where else would be somewhere that an agent or an agency should really focus their efforts? Um, I think the most important thing that where an agency should focus their efforts or any business in general is going to be a Google plus actually. Um, so if you bring up a search tab and you look for anything, you look for auto insurance or homeowners insurance or just an insurance agent, what shows up before your organic listings is going to be all of the Google plus pages. And the algorithm for that's really simple. It's based off of your location and it's based off of how many reviews you have and the quality of reviews you have. And I guarantee you very, very few insurance agents are actively competing on that channel. So I'm going to do a quick search here and I'm going to do Boise insurance agent. So what pops up when I type this in is an insurance agency with 10 reviews, an insurance agency with one review, and an insurance agency with eight reviews. And that's in my location right here. So if I was starting a brand new agency, all I would have to do is build up about 15 reviews, 15 to 20, and I would rank first, and I would take almost the bulk of that search traffic. Um, in a different lifetime, I ran this cleaning company, and we did exactly this. We saw the first person only had 20 reviews, so we built up 50, and that drove about a quarter million a year worth of business. And it works no matter what industry you're in. Um, so it's something I've been preaching to all of the agents that come on board and something I've been trying to help our agents out with uh, figuring out how to rank first. But that's the most basic thing you can do for your agency to have the biggest impact right now. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't realize uh, that Google Plus could be that powerful. Uh, well, Google Plus is probably one of the most powerful things that you can do from a local business perspective. Um, everything revolves around Google. I mean, it's in the news just about every other day right now, you know, um, good, bad, or otherwise, love it or hate it, you know, you're you're connected with Google in some way, either on a cellular device or on your computer um, in your office or at home, you're operating in some fashion on the Google platform. So it only makes sense that Google Plus being a Google product is going to um, accentuate your search. You know, and make you stand out in the crowd. It's only going to help your cause. Now, what Kobe's giving you is just kind of the high level of you know how to get uh, higher on the search engines. There's a lot more involved that you can also do as extracurricular. But Google Plus is probably your best foot forward. 
right? And it does like two things for you. I mean, if you're active on the platform and you rank first, great, you're getting traffic from that, right? But then it has a secondary impact of people are, people are, it's, it's a review platform. So if you rank first, you get to say, hey, I'm the highest rated insurance agent in my area. If you go to anyone else, that what that means is you're not going to be working with the highest rated insurance agent. You're going to be working with someone subpar to me. And it's kind of like social proof. It's the new age version of a referral. It's bragging proof. It's bragging yeah, rights, right? Exactly. So you get to stand up there and wave your trophy in the window and say, I'm number one. And I'm not just touting that myself. I'm not self-proclaimed number one best agent in the marketplace or in my area. Google and all my clients have, have um, come to this conclusion, not me. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And especially once you get up there, I mean, just like you said, Boise is a decent sized area. So uh, being able to get 15 reviews, I'm sure people could do fairly easily if they really just focused heavily on that. And and then that I'm sure in turn, when people are searching that and you're ranked up there is gonna drive them to your website, which is in turn gonna help you as far as Google Analytics and things like that. Yep, and you don't even need a website. You can do a direct click to call. Um, it, it's hilarious. Uh, you have all these people that are trying to do lead generation, and I've seen people that rank number one on Google Plus. Um, I've seen insurance agents do it. I've seen real estate agents do it. I've seen loan officers do it, and some a lot of the times they don't even have a website, and they rank number one. And I promise you, they get at least six figures of traffic from that. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. having a website, I would agree with Kobe. You know, having a website on that topic is a little bit overrated these days. You know, that <clears throat> that ship has kind of sailed. It's certainly part of your business model, and you you need to have a website. But I think that it's not uncommon for agents to come in here, and they're looking for advice for marketing. And the very first thing on the top of their mind is, um, I need to build a website. I've really got to have this 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 grandiose website platform that um, looks fantastic and is basically a Cadillac. And you know, quite frankly, I don't know that you really need to go to those links. Um, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that are taking advantage of that attitude of, of business owners, um, such as agents, on you know, in our industry, and taking advantage of their lack of knowledge, really. And they're charging them several thousand dollars to build a website that will never drive them one lead. <clears throat> if you look at what's out there at your fingertips, you don't have to be a master um, website developer and designer to go to these um, third-party, uh, you know, uh, vendors or, or uh, um, companies out there on the web that have templated site building, you know, software programs that you can tap into for just a few dollars a month. And uh, the product looks fantastic. You know, I mean, I'm not a web developer by any means. I am a creative guy, but we use Squarespace here at Pacific Crest to operate all of our websites. And everything that we build is on a template. And most people don't probably know this, and I'll just put it right out there. Every website that's created for the most part is built out of some type of a template. And uh, so you going to one of these templated program um, companies out there like Squarespace or WordPress, 
you're really just tapping into the same resource that they would use to build you a several thousand dollar website. And all you need to do is just plug and play, dump in your pictures, write some content and go. Because like Kobe said, a website is really all about relevancy, much like social media, having a presence. You just need to have a presence. You don't necessarily need to use it as a vehicle to drive all your traffic. Yeah, no, exactly. What I think what Marcus is hitting on is there's things you need to do to look professional, like have a Facebook page and have a website. And then there's things that you do that actually drive business, like ranking first on Google or networking and having a lot of relationships that send you referrals in business, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. No, that's amazing. There's groups like the BNI and all that kind of stuff these days. You know, it's all about networking. It's all about connecting. But I can't even think of the last time that an insurance agent told me that they organically got a, a lead for an insurance quote off of their website unless they've got some hot rod website where they are spending tons of money to generate activity to go towards that website to use it as a catalyst, so to speak, to generate that lead so that it comes through in an electronic format through a form or something like that. And quite frankly, that website is probably just a simple landing page with a form on it. I 100% agree. I see um, I see agencies and different businesses with, quite frankly, just a one-page website anymore. And it, the leads that they're getting through those websites are through a form. It's not because their website is some crazy website. It's because they have good reviews and that led them to that site. And people decided to go that route instead of calling them. But most of their leads are over the phone because just like how probably all of us do it now, if we're going to go to a new restaurant, we're looking up, hey, what are the reviews? Does it have good, good five star reviews or, or what are people saying about it so that's right we do a quick google search we probably land on their social media site to see if they're relevant i can learn way more about you on your social media sites than i could ever on your website because you just can't keep the content relevant on your website like you can social media social media platforms have, have made it so easy that within seconds you can update your status immediately and keep your keep your uh, prospects and your clients in touch with your business Yep. Yep. It's a different day. And gone are the days where you pay people thousands of dollars to build a website because it all has to be coded. You're hundred percent right. It's anymore. It's, it's drag and drop. So. Yep. Yeah. So I would just encourage any listener right now to not be, you know, mesmerized by some of these platforms that are designing websites specific to insurance, you know, agents are saying, Oh, well, you got to have all these forms to capture all this data, whether or not you're going to write this policy or that policy or quote this or that. Yeah, fully on that. I really think you're you're if you want to be connected to your community, then have some type of a relevant page that lets them know you do have a professional presence. But then focus your efforts on the things that make the most sense now, which is these social media platforms like LinkedIn and Instagram and, and even Facebook, because it is relevant. It's just you may not put as much emphasis on it as you would LinkedIn or Instagram. Totally. Um, because my grandma still has Facebook, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> You're not wrong, Marshall. Facebook is not completely dead. I mean, it's that would be a bold statement to say that it's just gone are the days that people use Facebook because it's just not true. But yes, it's definitely shrinking every single year. At least organically. Yeah. There's industries where you can make a lot of money doing the pay-to-play model, but insurance is not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think people just need to understand where, what people are doing, what's their mindset when they're on these different platforms. I mean, um, a lot of times Facebook, people and people have just gotten so used to the amount of ads and sponsored posts and all that stuff on Facebook. They just have blinders on now. They just curl past it. Well, you don't know what you don't know either. I mean, come on. You're a business, you're a business owner. You're an insurance agent. So that probably means that you're really good at selling insurance. But you're probably not a genius when it comes to marketing. Chances are, let's just say, right? Yep. So if that's the case... You just don't know, and so you're just following the lead of everything that you see out there, and you don't want to become some kind of a Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn specialist because there's not enough time in the day. You're the chief, you're the cook, and you're the bottle washer and your agency. You need to use your time wisely. That's why becoming a member of an alliance like Pacific Crest who has this type of depth of their organization where you have a marketing director that's here to glean information from, to um, bounce ideas off of, that's why it's such a benefit because you know that you're going to get good, solid advice from somebody who's not looking to just pick your pocket and charge you two grand to build a website. I mean, I don't know that I would call one of these website providers and ask them for advice on whether or not a website is important or not. Of course they're going to tell you it's important. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, before this, I ran a small a- advertising agency called Boise Digital. And if you ask me, is a website important? Well, yes, a website is important because a website means I get paid. Um, but I don't work for Boise Digital. I work for Pacific Crest, which means my only objective is to help people build their book of business. And if some an agent comes to me and asks about doing something that I don't think is going to make the money, I'm going to say, hey, don't do that. That's not going to make you money. Go focus on these things, which will actually drive business for you. Right. I love that. So aside, I guess, from the digital side, do we, you guys have any topics or anything you want to point out um, people should be doing just in the community or, or anything else that we're missing on here? Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a very traditional aspect of uh, being an insurance agent, which is relationship building, right? You want to go out and network in your community and all that sounds like a bunch of cloud words, right? Go out and network. Um, what I think that really means is when you go out and make like authentic relationships, people send you business. Um, and we were talking with Sean about this um, a couple days ago. Uh, in our uh, commercial university class. And I think the points that he really hit on was a couple of the stories that came up were when someone did something for free, right? They, they donated this TV to these police officers that were going through a hard time. And because he did that, uh, he became friends with the police officers and he now does almost all of their business. And that's how he does a big chunk of his book. Um, and that kind of reminded me of this quote I heard once many years ago that the best way to network is to 
to do something for people without any expectation of uh, anything in return. Um, and I, I think that holds true a lot with insurance, that if you go out and you go to networking events and you just sell, 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 buy my insurance, it's very off-putting. But if you go there without the intention to sell insurance, but just to make friends and create relationships, I think um, that will come back to you in a much stronger way at the end of the day, if that makes any sense. A hundred percent. I think we've all met the people, you know, when you go out to a networking event who are just like the pushy sell, sell, sell. Well, I want to pass out their cards to everybody. But uh, uh-huh. it's, it's really, in the end of the day, the people that become your your biggest network partners are the ones that really become your friends. You know, you probably get to know them, you know, their family, that kind of thing. And it just, they can't think of anyone else that they would recommend when that topic comes up. Yeah, that's, that's a personality thing, right? I mean, it's not everybody has that within their personality to go in and, and to kind of take that approach. I've seen some really good insurance agents that, um, they they are that pushy person that goes into the BNI and they're like sell sell sell. They're at the you know chamber of commerce sell sell sell. I mean it, they're just pushing their limits all the time and they get a reputation of being that agent that's constantly harassing people to close and just take 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 and not really give anything in, in all in, you know in return. But you know, there's some fast paced people out there that they don't necessarily have that type of personality characteristic. Um, they, they do better in a different type of environment and that's okay too. But I think what Kobe's saying is, is that if you try that approach and you find that it works for you, stay on that path because a couple of things are happening. One, you're doing the right thing anyways. And that's, I believe always going to reward you no matter what, um, whether that be financially or just how you feel as a human being, you know, I mean, just doing the right thing and getting interested in other people's lives and trying to help them out. And, uh, you know, you can do that at any level that you want. It could be volunteering at the mission and, and serving meals, or it could be, um, coaching a, a public soccer you know, team or something like that. Any of those types of things are self-rewarding both, um, you know, mentally and spiritually, but also can be rewarding financially because the way that it's perceived from people uh, comes across very, very humbling. People are, are attracted to humble people and they want to do business with them because they trust them. Absolutely. I mean, how you treat them is how they can picture. Um, that's their snapshot of how you're probably going to treat their clients. So that's right. And so that parlays into social media. You need to announce what it is that you are doing in your community so that people can see that so they can get a snapshot or look through the window into, into your agency, so to speak. That's kind of a metaphor as to looking through the window into your life and what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're all about. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Kobe? You're going to attract like-minded people. Let's just put it that way. One thing I would add to this community thing is, is that 
anytime we're doing any of this kind of stuff, if we're talking about marketing on a podcast or if I'm having discussions with an agent one-on-one, I never want to leave the conversation without putting something on the table to um, hopefully enrich their business so they can take away something from it and maybe apply it to their life or to their business. And, you know, I, I, I've got a million ideas that go around in my head all the time and, and ideas are only ideas until you actually put them into action and then they be, actually become something. Um, so here's just a few ideas and it's kind of up to those that are listening right now to, to kind of jump in and, and put them into action and, and hopefully they work out for them. Um, one idea I would say is, is, you know, you need to put yourself out there in the public eye. That's the most important thing. You got to do something. And so here's something that you can do. Let's just pretend that you are um, trying to just get started and you're just trying to generate activity. Think of the things that you could be doing to put yourself in an environment where you can collect a lot of data in a real quick hurry. And one of those things would be, in my opinion, if I was a new startup agent and it was summertime, I would pop up an easy up at my local gas station on the corner. I'd ask them to, uh, you know, collaborate with me to help me generate activity. And I would run a car wash out of, out of their uh, parking lot. And I'd say free car washes if you let me quote your insurance. And I would probably get my kids. Of course, my kids probably wouldn't want to volunteer for it, so I'd have to pay for it for their time. But, you know, they'd be washing cars, and I'd be sitting at a little card table quoting insurance while my uh, prospects are getting their cars washed. And at the same time, I'm helping the business owner who runs the gas station because they're probably filling up their car while they're there, and then they're going into the store to buy goods. And so it's a, it's a collaborative effort to try and help each other out. But at the same time, now all of a sudden I'm building a database. And if I could wash 100 cars in that day, or my kids could wash 100 cars in that day, that'd be 100 new prospects that I could put into my database and I could start to drip on. That's just an idea. Don't know if it would work or not, but it would be something I would probably do. I love it. I'd love to try it. Yeah, so kind of the last thing I want to talk about, and this is something that I love because it's something I see in just about every insurance agent that we talk to is um, people in this industry have a lot of hustle. They go out and they have unique, crazy ideas, just like Marcus just said. Um, so they all, they're all in this industry, and they're trying to write a ton of premium, a ton of policies, right? Like, let's say you want to bring on a thousand policies in a year, right? That takes a lot of hustle. So here's my question and here's how I would focus my energies, which is going to be easier. Is it easier to go out and hustle and find a thousand policies to write? Or is it easier to find 30 people that will each send you three policies a month? I guarantee you, if you start reaching out to people like loan officers or real estate agents or people 
that can send you policies each month, that's going to be way, way easier of a sale and much less hustling than if you have to go out and try and find individual policies. And that's exactly what we're doing with our own book of business. We're practicing what we preach. Uh, my job is I'm setting up partnerships with real estate teams and LO teams, and we're contributing to them by either paying for part of their marketing spend or building them a website or helping them drive lead generation or bringing them donuts every month, whatever we can do to create value for these guys. See what the key component of Kobe's pointing out is, is that we're not just asking for them to send us their business. We're doing something first. We're putting an effort out first to say, let me help you close more loans. Let me help you sell more houses. Let me help you sell more cars. Whatever it may be, whoever it is you're partnering with, you can't approach them and say, hey, I'll tell you what, you go ahead and send me business, and every now and again, I'll throw you a nugget here and there. That doesn't work. That's what most insurance agents are doing. Kobe's asking you or telling you, quite frankly, to flip it on its end and go from another approach. Let me help you build your business and then you can help me in return. And so I will prove to you my value. Yep, and if we create 30 relationships and those people are sending us their files, I guarantee you that's gonna be way easier than trying to go out and find a thousand individual people to write their policies with us. Way easier. 100%. <laughs> No, absolutely. If you're reaching out to people and just saying that you do it, I mean, these guys get a lot of these people get a lot of phone calls every day and and emails every day. But if you're reaching out saying, I have clients that need your services, can I learn more about you? It's it's going to start the relationship off a little better. That's the idea of BNI, right? I mean, that's the whole idea of, um, you know, the the. Um, uh, your local uh, chapters and groups and things like that where it's B2B, that's the whole concept. That's what you're supposed to be doing in there. You're supposed to be finding people of similar walks of life that you can help. But instead, everybody walks in there with their handout and says, oh yeah, I heard this BNI group. This is supposed to be really cool. I'm supposed to get a lot of business from this. So, uh, I'm here, who wants to give me some business? <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of what you get a lot of. And it's starting to get really worn out. But if you go out there, I, and I can speak from experience, I've gone and visited loan officers and I've asked them the very question, do you have a relationship with an insurance agent? And of course the answer is, yes, I do. Oh, really? Well, who is your insurance agent? Oh, I use Susie down the road. Oh, well, why do you use Susie? I don't know, because I've always used Susie. Oh, well, does Susie ever help you close any loans? Oh, I think she's given me a couple of referrals over the years. Years. Well, how long have you been doing business with Susie? A long time. Ten plus years. Oh, so you've managed to close two loans in ten years because of your relationship with Susie. What if I could help you close two loans a month? through this relationship, would you send me every one of your, every one of your mortgages that you close every single month? If you do a half a dozen a month and I give you two, could you give me all six? Would that be a value to you? You want to know what their answer is? Heck yes, it will. Yeah, be. of course it would be. <laughs> I want to close two 
two more loans a month, you know, and they make, let's just say an average between five to 10 grand per deal. You just drove an additional ten to twenty thousand dollars to their bottom line of revenue, and they will love you forever if you do that. That works way better than a dozen donuts and a big pat on the rear and a thank you. I love that. That's a great tip, Kobe. Are we missing anything here, Marcus? Well, this is like most of these podcasts. I mean, I think that we're running on a little over a half an hour now, so we kind of need to keep it at that. We could talk forever about marketing because that's certainly <laughs> the fun part of this business, you know, sales and marketing. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of need to button it up and, and leave it open-ended here where if our listeners have questions and they want to bounce off ideas off of us, you know, Kobe is happy to jump on the phone. I'll speak for him, talk to people about what it is that we can do to help them if they join our alliance and, and, uh, you know, how we partner with our agents. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you guys jumping on today. Um, yeah, just like Marcus said, these guys are awesome at it. You can reach out to Kobe or Marcus um, through any of the channels. So please do so. If you do have questions, if you have awesome ideas like Marcus was throwing out there, I want to hear if somebody does this car wash idea. Because that sounds awesome. And I think, <laughs> I, I think you could reel it in. So let us hear. Let you, could, uh, sure. you, could, you could jam those tunes working at the car wash, right? There you go. Share your story. Anyway, thank thank you guys. I hope everyone has a great afternoon and uh, until next time. Thank you, Justin. Thank you.